0: Today, we have uh, uh, a guest from the other side of the planet. And, and, and he's uh, touring in the United States right now and speaking at different churches. I met Brother Tony, whose official title is Bishop Augustus Anthony. We're a little less formal around here, this Brother Tony. And that's what all his pastors call him. He is from India and he has he is a bishop over more than eight hundred churches in India and is they're on pace for about one church plant a week right now because the need is so great. He'll talk a little bit about that. He has been I, I'm I, I actually Uh, He's been a friend of my family's, my dad's, for 22 years, and uh, we got to have dinner together last night, and he was telling me all about what's happening in India and what God is speaking to him, and it was really incredibly encouraging. And I think we, we don't get in American culture this kind of thing spoken into us very often. But somebody who comes who has this kind of spiritual authority and this kind of experience, it's, it's, it's different culturally, but I'm, I'm encouraged that humans are same, the same all over the world. <laughs> and they all need Jesus. And so, so he's going to come I'm sure he, I think he's going to play a little tambourine for you which he's been doing since he was 13 years old, preaching the gospel for 50 years now in all kinds of settings, on trains, in tents, in villages, everywhere. He's been doing this. And so this is a treat for us to receive from him. And so I want you to give a huge one-chapel welcome to Brother Tony.
1: Thank you, God's people. Thank you for your warm welcome, and appreciate you very much, appreciate the Lord, this morning that he has brought me all the way from the other side of the globe. Don't try to go even any further than that, because you'll be coming back. (laughs) Right now is close to midnight in India, and uh, I just appreciate God for allowing me to come here and thank you for receiving me with your warmth. This is a great church. I've already been so encouraged. And uh, as Pastor told you, when we had some fellowship last night over the dinner, I had great time. And I know uh, even though I am in different culture, Everything different. First time when I came to New York and my friend came to take me and he was driving. I thought he doesn't know how to drive because he was driving on the right-hand side. And I said, hey, watch up. He said, what? I said, you are driving on the wrong side. He said, this is what we do. Here when you turn on the light, you take the button up. In India, we take the button down. Here you call pastor. We call pastor. Here you call grass. We call grass. You say glass. We say glass. And I said, oh, everything different. But when I entered in the first church, I felt the same spirit. And I feel like I'm at home right now. I just thank God. And I'm here to tell you what the Lord is doing in India. I'm not here to tell you what the devil is doing in India, because the Lord is doing much more than the devil can do, because Lord Jesus Christ is in making business. And the enemy is breaking business. <clears throat> so making business is our Lord Jesus Christ business. Some folks may ask me, some folks may say, who is this Jesus? You talk about every day. He is my Savior. He sets me free. Now listen
2: while I tell you what he means to me. He is my everything. He is my all. He is my everything. More great more. He gave himself for me and everything here. Now how about you, though I've tempted, though I praise the Lord, in the name of Jesus, who is holy, burden more than a conqueror, At have Jesus day, I'm living in the victory, oh Satan and, and say, he is my emphasis, he is my all. Soul with joy, a long life, me. He leads me through and through each night and day. My head with boiled, my cup of love before I call him. And-
1: Your chance to answer my question. Now, how about you? Is he your sunshine? Is he your breath and life? Both great and small? I am so pleased that I know the Lord. In a country that is dark, people worship 8,044,000 different objects. 1.3 billion people. One fifth population of the world lives there. India and China is like half the world. But God is moving there amazingly. I've come to tell you right now, everything is ready. Harvest is ready to be ripe. And more things are happening in the church today than it has ever happened in the history of India. I have been preaching the gospel for 50 years, over 50 years. I came to to the Lord in the year 1965, 66. Not that I've forgotten that year, but only because I did not have a watch at that time. I was only 13 years old, and it happened in the night of 31st December. If it happened after 12, it was 66. What it happened before 12, it was 65. <laughs> and when Jesus came in me and I went from that church, when I was going back home, I was a very poor boy. We had no food to eat. We were living in a jelly, just 15 by 10 room, no power. But I felt like I'm floating in the air. I was so full of joy. And you know, great thing is this, that the joy has never left me from that time till today. I still have the same joy, same feeling. And I just appreciate the Lord for what He has done in my life. Uh, In the year 1973, on the 21st of October, we planted a church in India in the city of Lucknow with 33 people and we came for prayer every thursday which was 25th of october 1973 and we prayed a prayer lord enable us to win 1 million souls 12 people praying for million souls and uh, situation our situation was so poor that we had a very small place for meeting And the floor was broken. We didn't have enough money to repair the floor. And when other people came from outside, they laughed. They said, these people don't even have money to buy two bags of cement. And they are praying for a billion souls. And we prayed for 10,000 churches that we want to plant. We kept praying, but nothing happened. No one got saved. We went everywhere. We did everything. We counseled people. Nothing happened. But after 10 years. Something happened, and we got a door open to go to New Delhi, a city of 22 million people, and we planted a church there. In 10 years, first church we planted after 73 to 83, only one church. So how many million years we needed to live to plant (laughs) 10,000 churches? (laughs) But I believe the Lord. We continue to pray. We continue to send teams, saying, you know, For planting churches, next 10 years, from 83 to 93, we planted six churches. 93 to 2003, we planted 146 churches. And from 2003 till today, we are doing one church every week or more. And our prayer is to plant one church every day. Because it's exponential growth. We are not the only one planting churches, but the church who are planted, planted, they are planting churches. And from all over India, we are in 17 states of India now. And uh, we we go to a village, and we preach the gospel, and 138, 150 people get saved, and we plant a church. And uh, we build a building. Uh, Villagers give us a land, because they have land, but they have no money. They only have enough land to raise their food, their rice, or wheat, or vegetable, but they have no money. So we, they give us the land, and we raise the funds to build a building. Once the building is done, they go to 10 different locations, 10 different villages. Every two kilometers, there's another village. Village is not only 100 people. Some villages, 20,000 people live in a village. And no church, but when we started doing that, amazing things start happening. So what we do we we raise we get these people saved, and anybody will donate a land and we build a building twenty by forty, and two hundred people sit in that and When we started doing that, the village people were so happy. so when we uh, did that, we went in the villages saw the poverty, and we said. What can we do for these villages? Now, we cannot necessarily, we cannot uh, really feed everyone or clothe everyone. But we found out that every person, every second person is sick. 60% people are sick with the stomach diseases. Because the water is very contaminated. And uh, they drink water from a well. And they wash the face there. Water goes back in the well. So we started doing this. When we build a church building, we Drill a well. And outside of the church building so that the whole village, even those people who don't come to church can get the water. Amen. And uh, the villagers are so happy when you do that. And then we decided this building that we are building, we will have a free school because village, in the village no education. Nobody can read or write. So we started every church building we build. We have Monday to Friday, we have a school. And free school, no charges, and we take fifty to hundred children in the same building, and we educate them when we started doing three in one, church on Sunday, school on five days, and well, for clean water, village people are so thankful, and God started moving, and we are still doing it and this is what I'm doing in America. I raised funds to build church building, which is also a school building and water well, and all together, I do for $10,000 everything. You can't even do a bathroom for $10,000. <laughs> we do whole building. And you know, folks, it is such a blessing and, you know, sometimes somebody comes to me and say, hey, "Brother Tony, I want you to build a building for me in India. We can't do it here, but we build a building there, and that is not only blessing one village, but that blesses the whole community. And we have already built 118 buildings like that." And uh, right now when I'm here, five buildings are under construction, uh, and on FaceTime, on uh, iPhone, I see that, what's happening, and I, you know, my supervisors, we tell them what to do, we have a grill shop all the time, doors and window, we make, and we just send them to the villages, and they do it, it's amazing, harvest time, more and more churches are coming. But we had no idea how would we go to all these places, because some of the villages are not even on map, And we don't know the names. There are no roads to go there, no power. I didn't know uh, anything, but God knew how to do it. And one day, I had a call from uh, a guy. He said, would you be interested to talk in Urdu language, which is your mother tongue? which is spoken by Muslim people, speak on TV for half an hour. I said, me? They said, yes. We want to open a door for you to be speaking on TV. And I accepted it. And I started talking on TV. And phone calls started coming from all over. And night and day, so we established a call center in Kampur, 24-hour prayer center. And they started answering. Hundreds of people started coming to the Lord, and instead of us finding the villages, village people started, you know, calling us. These villages have no power, but they're crazy about television. They have one television, and a whole village will come in one place like a convention, (laughs) and they will watch the TV, and they will run the TV with a battery. And then one of them will take the battery on a bicycle to a town to get a charge for the next meeting. When we started doing that, hundreds of people started accepting the Lord and calling us. And then we started going to these villages, and amazing things started happening. One day I came back to my house, and uh, I saw a three-wheeler. Public transportation, it has three wheels. Four people got down from the three-wheelers. And uh, I said, who are you? They said, "Well, we are from Delhi, and we we wanted to talk to you." I said, uh, "How did you know that I'm here?" They said, "We took chance because there was no other day when the train tickets were available. Today is a Hindu festival, so nobody's traveling. So we took chance. We have another train to go back to Delhi. Ten hours train journey, ten hours we come here and ten hours back. We just want to talk to you for fifteen minutes. So we took. I took them to." My drawing room, we sat there. This is 17 years old, 17 years girl. She started crying. The whole family was crying, mother and father and brother. They were all crying. She told a pathetic story that she was in the the house, and uh, doctors had uh, told her she's got only one week to live. She had a disease. The whole body was rotten and the are in whole body. She smelled so bad, she can, could not wear any clothes. So she was just uh, covering herself with a light uh, sheet. And nobody went to work. They were all at home. And she was flipping the channel on TV by remote. And she saw that me saying that, you don't have to die. Jesus will give you a new life. And she thought, I'm talking to her. They all watched the program. And then I prayed for her. And she said that when you prayed, I felt like something is drying in my body. And uh, luckily, we had taken the phone number of your prayer center. So after that, I called the prayer center. She said, we talked. And they prayed for me for 20 minutes. Within an hour, healing started taking place. In 24 hours time, I was totally healed. And she was showing me, I I couldn't see anything. There was nothing, no sign of anyone's. And she was 17 years old girl. She had a boyfriend. I mean, a rage marriage. She she had a, a young man, Hindu young man, idol worshiper. She told him that I want, I am not saying no for your wedding. I've accepted the Lord and my savior. But you have to accept the Lord. The guy heard this testimony and God saved his entire family. got saved. So they were all crying that day. And I said, well, i quickly give you some lunch and take you to the train station to catch your train. So I put them in the train and I came back and i had given him, them my pastor's phone number of Delhi. I said, you go to church there. So I said, let me call pastor. And I call my pastor. I say, hey, this is a family that came here, and they're coming back to Delhi. So call them tomorrow when you get a chance and get them in your church and tell them how to grow in the Lord. He said, oh, they already called me from the train. (laughs) They're getting here 11 o'clock in the night, and straight away from the train station, they're coming to my house. The, the, The girl got married last year same same young man, and whole entire family saved. Idol worship, they are all saved. Another guy wanted to come into society, and he had some pills he wanted to eat and die. He was watching my television program, and he came on my, in his knees, and he prayed with me, And that guy came to our YMCA once a month in Delhi. We do a meeting in YMCA. He came there. He gave a testimony. He said, I am alive because of this television program. And this sort of thing, hundreds of reports like this come. And uh, now we are doing one program in the morning on Epic TV and one in the Sunday evening on Sadhana TV. Sadhana means Hindu worship. This channel is made for Hindu worship. And they asked me if I would be interested to take half an hour. I said, but this is a Hindu worship thing. He said, no, your program is very popular. We want them to watch it. <laughs> so, so everyone who's, uh, who will uh, turn the TV for Hindu worship, and then at, the ni- seven o'clock at the, uh, 9 o'clock in the night, my program comes. And they say, hey, what is this? We've never heard it. And they say, no. We had no idea. Bible is such a book. And it is harvest time in India. And you will say, what are you doing here then if it's harvest time? (laughs) You know, Bible says, harvest is how much? Little bit? (laughs) Plenty. But what? Labors are few. We need labors. Labors to pray. Labors to reap the harvest. Labors to stand behind finance. We have all these buildings to be done. There are, Dozens of people, every day they're giving their land. Do it here. Start a church here. Start a church here. It's a harvest time. And uh, we are raising 52 programs for Sunday morning in India and 52 programs in America. I go place to place and I tell them I have a brochure like this. You can fill this brochure and divide it like this. This is a sign-up sheet. if you say, I want to sponsor one program so that 100 million people watch this program who have never watched And good thing is this, I talk in Urdu language. Urdu language is spoken by Pakistan, and all Muslim people all over the world speak Urdu language. I was, uh, uh, my mother was a Muslim lady, so I learned the Urdu language from the very beginning. It's a poetical language. All the movies in India are made in Urdu language, Bollywood movies. So people are glued to this uh, language. And because of that, I'm reaching Muslim people, and I've got five Muslim pastors. Not only Muslim converts, they accept the law, came to the Bible college, and God saved. One of them is raising a Bible college just for Muslim people. Amazing things are happening. I need people to pray with me, stand with me. I have only 14 more uh, brochures to go, I have 14 people I need, who would say, hey, I want to sponsor one program. It's only $500. And you have one whole year's time to give that, monthly or one, one time. You don't have a check, no problem. You just sign up this form and we will write to you as to how this uh, church in Harrisburg is doing our our finances and they collect all the money and give us 100%. They don't charge anything. And this is tax deductible. So I am so pleased that God opened this door so that we can connect. And I believe that we don't connect just for one person's benefit, but it is a give and take thing. I believe that you people would come to India and help us in reaping harvest. I've already invited your pastor to come to India in our pastor's conference so that he can meet all the pastors there and uh, lots of people this an annual convention in october 18 to 21st and we want your church to get involved in reaping the harvest and me to pray with you so that you plant all these churches that you are desiring and a great harvest will be reaped for the lord continue to pray for me i have a word for you for this morning and i want you to turn with me second timothy second chapter and first verse second timothy Second, Paul is writing a letter to his son, Timothy, and he somehow come to know by the Holy Spirit that my son, Timothy, even though he's a born-again, spirit-filled young man, but somehow he's very discouraged. He's getting weak. Something has happened. Somebody has said something. Because of what he's seen in the church, and because of what he's seen with his fellow worker, he's a little bit discouraged. He writes a letter. He said, thou, therefore, my son, be strong. You know, when we see somebody very weak, everyone uh, uh, suggests something. Why don't you take that capsule? or that uh, juice, of fruit, the Horlicks, born with, da- this is in India. <laughs> and uh, go to that doctor and take this medicine, why don't you do this exercise? We want people to be strong. We don't like people to be, and Paul saw his son Timothy getting weaker day by day. He said, I want my son, you to be strong, how? He said, by the grace that is in Jesus. He said, something I introduce to you, if you have that, it will make you very strong. And this morning, I am talking to everyone who's feeling very dejected, very lonely, very discouraged, very weak, and you know, uh, you don't know what to do. You just ask God to give you grace. And grace will make you strong. Your relation will be strong. Your family will be strong. Your relation with the brother, sister, wife, or husband will be strong. Much stronger than before. The first scripture I want you to read is Hebrew 12, 28. Hebrew 12, 28 reads like, Wherefore we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Of course we know about the kingdom that cannot be moved. Let us have Grace. In my Bible, it reads like this: Let us not allow the enemy to steal grace. Right. Enemy is not wanting to steal anything. He's happy if you have three cars or nine bedroom house or three bathrooms. If you have emeralds and diamonds, if you have gold and silver, he's not wanting to see, uh, steal any of those things. He'll, he'll instead give you more. But what the enemy wants to steal is our grace. So that we become graceless people. Mm, We see somebody dress up very nicely, walk very nicely, and we say, hey, how graceful he is. How graceful she is. Yes, but inside of us, God wants to have the grace inside of us so that we do not feel weak, but we feel strong because of the grace of Jesus Christ that is inside of us. No matter what happens outside, outside pressure will not be able to discourage you if you have the grace of Christ inside of you. Father is writing a letter to the son. Son, I want you to be strong by the grace that is in Jesus Christ. He said, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably. We all serve God. Often we can feel that, "Hmm, looks like God has not accepted. You feel like acceptance has not come from heaven, like it came for Jesus Christ. Heaven got open and heaven declared, this is my son. I am very pleased with him. Whatsoever he's doing, listen to him. Many times we want heaven to, Shout, same thing for me. Nobody's shouting. Forget about heaven. Nobody in the church says that, I like you working. And we get so discouraged. By having faith, we work, not only work, but we work acceptably. When we work with grace, God says, good. I like it. This is it. I want it. No matter what you do in church. You teach Sunday school, or you clean the carpet, or you work with the sound, or you work in the nursery, you repair the building, you give money. Whatever you do, do with grace. Yes. And God will say, good, I like it. And when God says, when heaven says, I like it, you will enjoy, you'll feel good, you'll feel great, because heaven accepted you. That's the time you could do a lot of things without grace, cleaning the carpet, Look at the face. (laughs) I hate these children. They eat chewing them. They only have got church left for chewing them. Ah, If I'm the pastor, I will not let them enter in the church. We should kick them out. (laughs) Your cleaning carpet is best. I've never seen anybody clean carpet like you do. But you're doing it without grace. It won't hurt the, it won't help. You won't feel very good. You will do whatever you have done, and you feel very discouraged. But instead, when you clean, you say, well, anybody could do that. I've got children. My children also do that. It's only coffee. I'll rub it. It'll come out. No problem. And pastor says, well, was it? Good. I like it. I enjoy it. (laughs) Because you're doing it by grace. When you cook food, when you help people, when you go to the hospital, when you're doing things for anybody, when you're supporting people, do it but do it with grace. You will feel so good. You will serve the Lord in the church for 100 years, still not get tired. Lots of times we use this word, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of the Sunday school. I work hard. I prepare the Christmas program. We work six weeks, night and day. I've given my money and time and everything. And look here. Sister Ela comes. And she shouts at me, hmm, I hate you. You made my daughter a donkey in the play. <laughs> I'm not going to send my children to Sunday school if, you, if they have a teacher like you. You get so discouraged. Wow. You go to pastor and throw the keys of the cupboard. Pastor, give it to somebody else. I can't do it. You know why? Your word heart is very good, but ask God to give you the Grace. Grace. Don't let the grace go from your hand. Keep it with you and grace will let the heaven declare that heaven likes your service and you're the best Sunday school teacher. And everybody say, well, even though we say things to this Sunday school teacher, but she's so full of grace. You should be full of grace when you clean the church. You should be full of grace when you do the ushering. You should be full of grace when you give money. You should be full of grace when you sing songs, everything. Full of grace. It's very important to be full of grace. I want you to read some scriptures. The first scripture, Second Peter 3.18. Second Peter 3.18. Listen to this. It says, but grow in the grace. What? Do we really grow in grace? A lot of time, we do notice, and we don't feel bad, we don't feel good if you are not growing. Financially, we want to grow. We want to have another room added to our house, another bathroom. We want a bigger kitchen. We want to grow in everything, in knowledge, but God wants us to grow in grace. You measure your grace. Is it bigger every day, going up and up? You are more full of grace. Heaven will declare that heaven likes you because you. Grace is growing. Father is writing a letter to son and says, son, I want you to have grace. And that will enable you to be strong and do things for God. And I believe that God intends this year to be so strong and do things not only in Austin area, but in whole Texas and in whole United States of America. And he will take people from here to the uttermost part of the world. But go with grace. There are different situations all over the world. If you go without grace, I guarantee you will fail. But if you go with grace, I guarantee you will never fail. But you will do it very strongly and bless the Lord. I want you to read Hebrew 4.16. Listen to this one. Hebrew 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of what? Ah. So the name of God's throne is throne of? Grace. What a great title. <laughs> throne of Grace. <laughs> Many times we think like we are going to the throne of bombastic, uh, the throne of miracles, the throne of richest person. No, when we approach the throne of God, we approach the throne of grace. The name of the throne of God is the throne of grace. The next 1 Peter 5:10. Peter 5.10. Listen to this one. But the God of all... What? God of all grace. Nobody else owns grace. Every other grace is unreal, counterfeit, duplicate, and phony. The only real grace and original grace is God. If anybody else says, oh, I, uh, I I have the grace... You tell them, nobody else owns the grace. God of all grace. All means all, nothing is left. If you want to go for other things, you can go to other people. But if you want to have grace, you have to go to God. God, I need grace. I've been to colleges, universities. I've been to countries. I've done things. I'm a very intelligent person but i need grace that's why i've come to you and you give me the grace that will make me strong to do things i'm doing things without grace and that's why i'm so weak and discouraged but i want to be encouraged and do things better way so the heaven declares that heaven is happy and god please give me the grace i want to become strong listen to this this one acts 2024 20, acts 2024 20, but none of these things move me neither count I I, uh, myself dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace. The name of the gospel is gospel of grace. Even though it is good news, but good news could not be related, good news could not be given to anybody without grace. There are so many bad situations people are caught up in. They're so involved and engulfed and enchained and bound that when you go to those places with the gospel, you got to go with grace. Without grace, you feel like you are failing. You are becoming weaker. The gospel of grace. I want you to read the 32nd verse of the same same chapter. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the Word of the name of the Word. You can give any title. But the best title of your word is Word of Grace. Gospel of grace! Word of grace! God of grace! The throne of grace. These things make you strong, solid, your relation solid. You don't worry. At home, you don't get sick and tired of anything. You wash plates, and you don't get sick because of grace. You cook food, you don't get tired because of grace. You wash clothes, you don't get tired because of grace. You help each other, you don't get tired because of grace. You do things, you are not sick and tired because of grace. Be uh, My son, Timothy, have grace. Don't have a duplicate one. Don't go to anybody else. Go to Jesus. The original grace owner is Jesus. No other company makes grace except heaven. (laughs) I'm going to go a little further and touch our worship team and you singers and musicians who are amazing blessing to the church, without music, without singing. It's very hard to go anywhere. But you know, church is blessed, especially by this kind of worship team. Oh, amazing. I was really touched. If you read Colossians 3.16, Colossians 3.16, Paul is writing a letter to the church and saying this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing, one another in psalms and hymns and a spiritual song, singing with guitar. With good. Guitar is good. Piano is good. Musical instruments are good. Your voice is good. Your song is good. But what is very important? Singing with grace preaching with grace, singing with grace, working with grace, helping with grace, supporting with grace, giving with grace, building with grace. Yeah. Let the heaven declare that heaven is happy with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes to the pulpit. They made a song and they want to sing the song. I made my song. Very good song. Somebody gets unhappy. Hmm. Is she the only girl who can make a song and sing. Next Sunday, my daughter will sing. So that girl wants to make a song. I don't want to sing anybody's song. I want to sing my song. I'm very bitter. I'm angry. Can I not sing a song? She comes with a song with a bitter heart. You sing a song. And you say, I made a song. I want to sing it for you. He will kill you. <laughs> He'll forsake you. <laughs> and he will throw you in the lake of fire. <laughs> the music is very good. <laughs> You're singing very nicely. I'm not a very good singer. <laughs> but I still sing for the last 50 years. <laughs> Maybe another 50 years while I live. But you know, some people sing very good but it depends what heart you're singing with. I know you made a song, but when you were writing the song, you did not have the overshadow of the Holy Spirit, but you were so bitter. You wanted to, because everybody looks wrong to you, and you're singing a song. That's what you made. But another person comes crying. I'm not a singer, but I want to sing a song. God gave me a song, and that girl sings a song, and she sings a song. She said, he'll forgive you, He will help you. And he will take you. To his grace, to his power, to his might. You'll be bright. You will shine like the morning star. This is a message that has been given to the girl by grace. Sing with grace, talk with grace, work with grace. And whatever you do, whether in Sunday school and nursery, in the church, at home, at the business, outside in the public park, when you're talking to people, you want to bring them to church? You want to bring them to the Lord? You want your friends to come to church? Do it with grace. Otherwise, it will be very weak message. It will be weak gospel. It will be weak song. It will be a weak service. Acts 4.33. Listen to this one. 430 And with great power gave the apostle witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon us. What we need to be upon us. Don't, don't say that I do. I'm i very poor, that's why I could not do anything. I'm not educated. When I started preaching gospel, I did not know one word of English language. I've never been to school for language. I'm not educated at all. I wanted to preach, and I wanted to preach to all over India, and you cannot go to the next state in India, because every state has a different language. There are 18 major languages. So everyone said to me, Ha! You cannot go to the next state because you don't know English language. But I knew the grace of God can do it. I asked God to give me the grace, and by the grace, I was able to learn the language. By the grace, I was able to preach the word of God. I didn't know, I didn't own a Bible because I could read. But God gave me the word. I won't tell you. Folks, you have a desire to do things for God. You want to do something amazing for God. You can do it. But don't try to go to anybody for help. Go to God who gives you the grace. And grace will make you so strong. You will be able to do the same thing so easy that you couldn't do. The different, difficult things will become easier for you because of the grace. And the great grace was upon them. And, Last two scriptures, and I call them icing on the cake. Ready for the icing? Yes. I call it icing. Okay, two layers of icing on the cake. John's Gospel, 1st chapter, 14th verse. John's Gospel, chapter 1, 14th verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father. You saw the glory of the Son of the Father. What did you see in the glory? It says like this, full of grace and truth. Your truth even becomes truer than truth. Your truth becomes bigger. Your truth becomes effective when you relate the truth with grace. You can spoil the power of truth by doing it just by truth and no grace. Full of grace and truth. When they saw Jesus, they saw him full of grace and truth. What was the first thing they saw? Grace. Okay. The last scripture, 16th verse. And of his fullness have all of you received. When you go to God to receive, oh, he's got something. I'm going to Jesus to receive. What do you want to receive? I want to walk on the water like Jesus. (laughs) I want to take uh, uh, five loaves and two fish, and I I, I can feed 5,000 people, and 12 baskets will be left. I want to call Lazarus. You come out. Yeah, that's good. Jesus did that. But when they went to Jesus Christ, And of his fullness, we all have received what? Grace for grace. When you come to Jesus Christ and you grab hold of his blessing, his fullness, and then you turn and go to the world and say, hey, I got this from Jesus. What did you get? They want to see grace. If you go and you have no grace, they will say, no, I don't believe you went to Jesus. Because if you have been to Jesus Christ, you will have truth overlaid with grace. You will have songs overlaid with grace. You will have your preaching overlaid with grace. You will have your gospel overlaid with grace. Your giving with grace. Okay. You need $20? Here's it. Take it. Twenty dollars. Good. Your $20 are good. But what if you could give that $20 with grace? I am blessed to give you $20. Thank you very much, brother, for enabling me to help you. I want to give you anything I can, but with grace, because grace makes you strong, and graceless life makes you so weak that you cannot go any further. I'm believing that each one of you, as you're approaching to this table, where you're going to partake of the bread and cup, body of Jesus, who is big enough or experienced enough or intelligent enough to have the body of Christ. Who deserves the body of Christ and the blood of Christ? None of us, none of us. But how do we get it? We only get it by grace, not because we deserved it. He died and he gave his body so that he could eat, and he gave his blood so we can drink, and we can become a part of him. It's only because of grace. We are sitting here because of grace. We are called after His name because of grace. I am sitting here in America. who knew this? I, I, I don't deserve it. My father was alcoholic. and I was uneducated. I'm standing here, and you're my friends, you're my family. It's only because of grace. Father sees son getting weaker. And father said, therefore, my son Timothy, be thou strong by the grace, by the original one. Don't go to duplicate ones. Only one company supplies the original grace, and that is heaven, and that's Jesus. Take that grace and become strong. May the Lord make you strong so that you can serve him. Continue to pray for India. Continue to pray for us. I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you a thousand times. Pastor, appreciate you. I would be standing outside if you have any question. And uh, those of you who want to become a partner, uh, you just sign up this, and we will talk to you how you may become a blessing for millions of people in India. Thank you very much. Appreciate you.
0: here's what I want to say. I pray that we would be a church of people full of the grace of God. Hallelujah. It's the only way the gospel's going to go into our city. I want you to stand up. Here, stand up with me. And the last thing we're going to do is we are going to come to the table. And I want you to receive when we come to this table. But I want Brother Tony to pray over us as a church, as his people. That we would receive grace. That we would not try to do things in our own strength. We would not uh, get uh, the kind of mindset that that can, is convinced that we can do things in our own skill or our own knowledge or our own ability or our own pressing and pushing. But that we would receive the grace for everything we need. And you should receive that for you personally. Not just as a part of this church But receive it personally In your life And he's going to pray over us And then we're going to receive communion Now we practice what's called open communion It's simply if you believe in Jesus And you want to receive his grace You come to this table Jesus set this table If you're uncomfortable for any reason Please don't feel pressure. Just walk through the line So people don't have to step over you But let's receive something spiritual Something miraculous let's receive favor where we don't deserve it let's receive the grace that only jesus can give would you pray for us brother tony
1: you know in america everyone knows how to do beef stew some people do with onion some do without onion some do with garlic some do without garlic some do without carrots some do with carrots but all is beef stew but please never try to cook stew without beef (laughs) must ingredient you can do without money you can go do without education you can do without house and with house and everything but this work you cannot do without grace shall we pray father these people love you and they want to do your will father i want you to stretch forth your hand and fill them your love with your divine love overlay them with the love lord and your grace that will enable them to do everything and heaven will declare that you love them and you are happy with them. Bless them as they approach the table to be a partaker of your body and of your blood, Lord. Bless each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen.